Okay. Hey, welcome, guys, to another episode of the Ranger for Life podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Mahoney, and I am joined today by Joseph Latimer, who is a Navy veteran who's worked for the VA for over 16 years and is a liaison for the Transition Assistance Program, or TAP, that the VA has. And I'm also joined by Zach Bell, who is a 375 veteran from 2012 to 2016, who also works for the VA, helping with enrollment and educating veterans on their VA process. Guys, I just want to say thank you again for being willing to be on the podcast and uh, talk about this uh, very heated subject we have among service members and veterans. Thanks for having us on, Bryce. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Joe, um, you know, I wanted to start with you as the uh, the, the liaison for TAP. Uh, go ahead and explain what uh, what the Transition Assistance Program is, please. Okay. Uh, first, I want to thank everyone for their service. Um, and I'll just talk a little bit about TAP and, and how TAP can help everybody uh, both on the installations and both once you uh, off the installation and once you um, – separate from the service, whether you just separate or retire. But TAP is an interagency initiative between uh, the DOD, uh, Veterans Affairs, and that's all three departments of uh, Veterans Affairs, uh, includes Department of Labor, Department of Education, um, Homeland Security, which includes the Coast Guard, U.S. Coast Guard, uh, Office of Personnel Management and Small Business Administration, and it's designed to ensure that service members have a smooth and successful transition to, to uh, civilian life by working with uh, our interagency partners to increase warm handovers across agencies in support of service members. Now, with the passage of the VAU VEI Act of 2012, which you can Google, um, the VA portion, which is um, six hours, on the installation when you when you transition, um, it includes uh, benefits one and benefits two briefings, um, and those are conducted at over 300 military installations, um, CONUS and OCONUS. We've got um, about 300 plus um, benefit advisors on most of the larger installations. We also travel to itinerant sites to do briefings, um, and they conduct uh, a myriad of different briefings, the benefit one and two, which is mandatory. We do benefit overview briefings, which is a scripted event that usually lasts about an hour. We do uh, installation engagements, which includes things like the STARS program, uh, commander's call, et cetera. Um, we also started um, military life cycle classes, and the military life cycle is uh, conducted on the installations, and they're, they're done through six touch points through uh, the service member's career. So your first touch point is your first duty station. Your last touch point is retirement. So we've just come out with an education uh, MLC or military life cycle that touches on post-9-11 GI Bill, and some of the other education benefits, um, and that usually will last about um, about an hour. So the TAP manager, the Soldier for Life TAP manager on every installation will be scheduling those events. So you can, um, you'll probably be exposed to one of those um, military life cycle events on the installation. 
Okay. Um, um, real, real quick, um, and and we'll have this we'll have this website or we'll have the information up uh, later. But but let's say you know somebody wants to find this on on the on the web. Uh, what is the what is a website for somebody to get started with looking at what the TAP program what TAP has to offer? Sure. You can Google the transition assistance. I hate to use Google, but if you can always, always Google that. Uh, the three main websites that we use at VA is VA.gov, which is the main website. Yep. You can go to ebenefits.va.gov mm -hmm. and vetsuccess.gov, and you can do a myriad of, of uh, things on any of these websites, and they're usually link you, like VA.gov, it'll link you to eBenefits. So you can do things like um, get a copy of your DD-214. Mm -hmm. You can apply for disability compensation and, and, and check the status of your claim once it's in. Uh, you can add or remove a dependent. You can apply for different programs like pension benefits or education benefits. Um, you can apply for a vocational rehabilitation and employment benefits. You can apply for, um, not to steal Zach's thunder, but um, uh, health care benefits. You can enroll in VGLI, uh, which is Veterans Group Life Insurance. You can apply for burial and funeral, uh, funeral benefits. And uh, you can also... Um, check on your applications, your existing applications, and see the status. So gotcha. that's just some of the things that eBenefits can do. Also, you can get um, your certificate of eligibility for VA home loans from eBenefits. Hmm. Okay. So it's kind of a one-stop shopping yeah. for VA. So, like in regards to in regards to a service member, you know, is is there is there a right start point other than maybe, like like you said, the first? It sounds like the first part of this military life cycle starts at the first duty station. Is that the kind of point? Uh, is there is there value in somebody kind of going and checking out those websites at that point in their career? Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. You can start educating yourself on what VA does and what some of the benefits are at VA. But as far as military life cycle events that are happening on installation, I would say there's quite a few people you can go see. One is okay. uh, go to the Soldier for Life office and talk to your TAP manager or your folks in the office. You can go to uh, um, the benefit advisor, uh, and they're usually right in the same uh, vicinity as the TAP manager. Uh, and I know a lot of Army is going to... Um, TAP-centric buildings where they've got um, VSOs, the Veteran Service Organizations, like um, yeah. I'll just name a few, uh, VFW, DAV, American Legion. They'll be on the installation. They're a great resource uh, for any questions, especially about if you're going to submit a claim because mm -hmm. they can look through your service treatment records and they can kind of guide you on what to um, what conditions to claim and what conditions that probably not to claim. Um, and they can help you with your claim. They can submit your claim. Whatever you need them to do, they're there. And they're, it's a free service. Um, also, too, you've got um, the Benefits Delivery at Discharge Office, which are VA employees. Right. That, uh, they're intake sites for claims. 
You've got VSOs, like I said. You've got uh, VR and E counselors, which is uh, vocational rehabilitation and education counselors, and they can help guide you on their programs. Uh, we're trying to get them to attend and kind of set up a booth uh, outside when we do our briefings. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. Talk to them, and some uh-huh. EDD folks might be there too. So there's a lot of of um, folks you can talk to and places you can go on the installation to get help with TAP and your benefits. Great, that's great to hear. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I feel I feel that um, people. It's I'm thankful we're getting this information out to the to the guys. Um, but it sounds it sounds like you can throw a rock in pretty much any direction, and 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 with these websites. They've got you've got the access to that information at your fingertips at all times. And I'll say I use eBenefits um, to track my my claims and stuff as a veteran. And then it and it has I've had it, my challenges with it. You know, most of them are related to me forgetting my password. Um, but uh, outside of that, like it's it's become very user friendly. I'm I'm very happy with the what I can see on there. Um, and like I got my certificate of eligibility for my VA home loan off of eBenefits, so there is there's a lot of great information on those websites. It just partly comes down to you know people people going and using it, and more so too I think just really highlighting when is the best possible time to to do that. So I appreciate you you know talking about those resources and anybody listening obviously we will post these websites on the description of the podcast. Um, so get back get us back on track. You were discussing the military life cycle. You talked about the first stage being duty at their first duty station, the last stage being retirement and then um, just kind of expound on that military life cycle program a little bit more. Well, there are different classes, and, and really the okay. Soldier for Life TAP manager will set up the classes. And okay. there may be, I don't know, five or six classes that you can go to for military life cycle. And, again, um, VA just came out with their education um, MLC class. We're doing okay. a, a kind of a benefits 101 uh, that's in concurrence now that will be coming out with soon. And I think we've got one more that's slated to come out at least in the next year. So it's classes like this that um, are, are good that will will teach anywhere from you know the the first duty station folks um, to the, the the seasoned veterans that are, are getting ready to get out on what they need yes. um, information wise. Gotcha. And they okay. kind of tailor make it to the touch point that you're going to. And and that's where that's where the um, the sold the the tap manager comes into play of kind of doing some form of assessment or there's some form of communication where that I was going to ask how do, how does one you know you say there are different classes do is there an assessment that kind of gears say, to say like you answered you know based on what you've told me well, you should start with these classes is that kind of how it works. Um, to my knowledge, because we just start getting into the military life cycle, um, is the TAP manager will set up the classes that they think is important for, say, you know, first-termers to go to, um, as opposed to the last touch point that re- retirees will go to. So there'll be yeah. classes will be geared toward 
what touch point you're going to. So it may be a, a, a life event. So they may go yes. into more life insurance or, you know, things like that, that, you know, um, home loan guarantee, buying a home, you know, things of that nature. Uh-huh. Okay. No, that's great because I think that's, you know, if I was to, if I was to go back on my, uh, to myself uh, and, and basically shadow myself through the military, um, I think I would have sat myself down at eight, 19 years old when I first got to 375 and say, look, slide him, slide him an allotment form and say, here, fill out this and put 10% of your paycheck in a bank account and don't touch it. And, uh, you know, here's, here's some, here's some other tips that you should do. Like, <laughs> you know, document, document every scrape and, and nick and cut that you get here and don't be afraid to go get it checked out. And, um, and then, you know, as I grew, as I grew, I would talk about, all right, we've been saving now let's do, let's talk investments and, 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 oh, by the way, if you're not plan you know, what do you, what do you plan to do? Let's start, let's start thinking about the college direction and hopefully there's, some assessment involved there that helps me kind of understand like, okay, maybe a four year degree isn't what you should do. Maybe you should focus on getting like a HVAC certification because you like hands on stuff. Um, I feel like we have the ability to touch service members, no pun intended or sickness intended, but to get to, uh, to really communicate with them at a much earlier time in their career to say like, Hey, you, 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 we know that you might not do this for the rest of your life. So, or you might not do this until retirement. So how can we help you now to prepare you for that time? Because a prepared veteran is way better than an unprepared veteran. And then it makes the military look better as well, I think. Exactly. And, you know, the nice thing about the military life cycle events is that it'll be things that you can use through your whole career. You won't have to learn them in the final TAP GPS week before you transition. So uh -huh. you'll be able to hear about and, and start learning about, uh, you know, uh, to be selfish, VA benefits early on. So right. it's, it's a lot of information. And that, you know, the six-hour um, TAP class for VA is it's a lot of information. So I think it's great to have that structure until you learn this stuff over your career, or even if you stay in, you know, just one term, you're at least exposed to it. So you're not, um, right. you know, drinking from the fire hose the last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. So, no, yeah, that's, uh, that's great. I mean, and I think that's something that's, that's very, very well needed. And to see, you know, to see the VA stepping up to do this is, is incredible. Um, because it just, it, it's, you know, and, and going back to kind of what we discussed about kind of creating policy within Ranger Regiment, Zach, there's like, there, this, this idea is, is called Ranger for Life. And we're kind of helping kind of attach the, you know, what, what do most guys from our community suffer from the most when they get out? It's lack of purpose. So right. if, if the VA can help them, with these touch points and make sure that they're being adequately prepared along their way through their career, whether it's four years, 18 or retirement or whatever, that when they're ready to transition from active duty to civilian, now we're kind of grabbing onto them and saying, Hey, here's your, here's an opportunity to serve in your community and ensure that 
veterans that are already out are getting positive physical connection. And if there is an issue that you have been properly trained and assessed on how to get them to the proper, proper professionals as soon as possible, not for them to do the work themselves, but to get them to the people that need to do the work. Because that's where it's kind of like putting more, you know, the house, when the house gets on fire and the well is 100 feet away, you know, the more people in the line to pass the buckets, I think the better. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, that's the hopes of, of creating a well-educated and, and trained service member that turns into a veteran that just turns around and ensures that his, the people that come after him within his community are taken care of just the same. Like, hey, don't, ooh, don't make that mistake. I made that mistake, and you can avoid it this way. Like, I think that's, that's where we create that level of, um, of purpose for those guys on a, on a very local, physical level. And I, I, I see quality of life um, turning around. I think it, I, I see it increasing. And, and to be honest, I think with this military life cycle, with this information going to the active guys, I think you really start to make these guys that are getting out after four years or one enlistment really stop and think about like, okay, is this really the right decision for me right now? And, and, and hope that they have a very stern decision. Like they have a good, honest conversation with themselves, a mentor, something to say, like, I'm, I'm thinking of getting out, but I really need to make sure that this is the right thing for me because uh, I'm sure both of you know people in your inner circle that, <laughs> that are saying, man, I should have never gotten out of the military. And I know I've said it multiple times myself, but, um, you know, I think, I think we, we help with retention as well. Absolutely. We hear that from a lot of our installations where they give the briefings and the folks say, well, you know, maybe I'll just stay in. I mean, I, but I'm glad to know that when I do get out, or if I'm getting out, that these benefits are available to me, and they're benefits that service members have earned. So it, it, there's just a myriad of benefits out there. And not yes, only, yes. yeah, not only military lifestyle and classes, but every installation has counselors. I mean, you can go to the hospital and talk to you know, a counselor there. You can go, you know, if you, if you think you're going to be homeless, um, you've got uh, the homeless counselors there. You've got uh, our benefit advisors. You've got uh, veteran service organizations on, on the installations, uh, VRE counselors. So there's a lot of people to talk to. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and, and it, so that you said something in there that now I want to try to maybe just clarify uh, and, um, you know, we talked about a lot of that being on post. So now, not, I guess it makes me think, like, everybody could potentially get on post. They just need to sign in at some point. But is there, are they, is there an effort outside of, like, DAV or VFW, the Legion? What, how does a veteran that would more or less be kind of turned off from going, trying to go on post, or maybe they don't live near a military installation anymore, where, how does somebody really kind of dig in outside? I mean, is it, do they, do they start at va.gov and these websites, or is there a physical location that's starting to kind of pop up in larger cities? Is it, I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, we've got uh, – and the best place to start is uh, the online uh, information, okay. you know, va.gov, yeah. benefits, things like that. Um, 
and there's a lot of VHA uh, healthcare resources, um, you know, off the, off the installation, off post, um, things of that nature, and, and, and Zach will probably talk about those. Um, it's just a lot of – you can call the regional office, and it's gotcha. such a number that's if you call 1-800-827-1000, you will be connected to the, the regional benefits office in your state. Okay. So it automatically knows to, to you know, according to the area code that you're calling from. Uh, um, thanks, NSA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they can answer any questions you have. Uh, it may you take a day to uh, get back to you, but they will get back to you with answers. Um, right. Yeah. And that's something, you know, I, I want to reiterate, and I'm sure you guys can agree with me, that, like, this people, – people need to understand that there are a ton of people potentially talking to these advisors, calling into these lines. So, you know, I think we've said it time and time again, like this information is available to you out there. Like you people listening to this know about VA.gov. If you can, if you sit there and tell me you don't know what VA.gov is, you're lying because that is as a veteran, you just know that that ex website exists. It's just, you're fed up. Maybe you're just too ADD to go look for the information that you're trying to find. But um, you know, the ultimate is, People, th this information is out there. It, ta it takes work. You have to be patient sometime. Yeah, um, you know, document what you can, names, times, all that kind of stuff. You know, like what, what else would you say to somebody that might, you know, there's the typical that tr they, they, they throw a rock into the water and, like, that's it. And they don't go any further, but they're the first ones that tend to t speak negatively of the VA. Um, you know, what do you, what do you, think to add there as far as just you decide your level of involvement I guess that's the best way to say it right and every state has a, a benefits office and every state has um, health care facilities that you can go into and get help and, and get questions you can walk into a um, VA benefits uh, regional office there's one and some states have two like uh, California gotcha. uh, Texas and, and talk to somebody there, and, and they can gotcha. you know, direct you and, and help you any way they can, give you any material that you need, uh, file uh, claims for increase for you. They can file claims for um, you know, pretty much anything you want for VR&E services. Um, you know, it's just a myriad of things that they can do for you. And same thing with the hospitals, too. The DSOs are sometimes in the hospitals. Um, you know, there's um, uh, folks that come from the uh, VA regional offices, uh, the MSCs, military service coordinators that may be at the hospital, and their VA folks, um, you know, from the benefit offices that can help you. So just like you said, if you throw a rock, you can probably talk to somebody about uh, sure. the benefits. And now just, just, to, just because I – I know there are people out there that heard some of these VSOs names and they're probably scoffing or raising their fingers and stuff. You know, what would you say or instruct a person to do that say has reached out to DAV or the VFW and doesn't feel like he's being 
uh, doesn't feel like he's being taken care of, you know, and then, and I will say I have become incredibly skeptical about these situations because guys have reached out to me and expressed frustration. And when you get down into like, okay, well, what did you do? Well, I called him once and he answered, you know, and it's like, what do you expect? And, you know, for the person that has done his due diligence, has recorded, make sure that he's followed through, done, done what he can on his side, you know, if, if he still doesn't feel like he's being taken care of, where, where then? What then? That's a good question because that does okay. come up a lot. So let's say, for example, you go to DAV, um, Disabled American Veterans, and yep. you don't like your veteran service officer. You can request to change officers within, within DAV. If you don't like DAV, you could switch over to VFW. You're not locked in. Sure, yeah. So how, but I guess too to say, how do we, how do we ensure that, that we can, you know, because I don't want to, I, I would really like, especially, you know, if, if it were me contacting DAV and I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere, I would want to let them know. I would want to figure out some way to communicate with DAV to say, hey, look, I want to give you this information so you can do something about it. You know, is there, is that kind of a VSO specific thing? Is it, you know, what have you seen or heard possibly in the, in the past of, of people, people wanting to do that? Or has it just been people just kind of have a bad experience and they, they either disconnect from the organization or they switch uh, caseworkers or, you know, people in, that they're working with um, within the organization? Yeah, good question. I mean, if, if you really like VFW, and you've got a counselor that, you know, won't return calls. And, and, and all, you know, most of the folks are really good, but you do, it's like every organization. You've got some bad apples out there, or they're busy, or, you know, they just have forgotten to get back to you. You can go through mm-hmm. their, their uh, headquarters and, and yeah. talk to somebody there about that. Say, hey, I'm having trouble reaching my, my uh, you know, um, veteran service officer and, you know, maybe I need to switch, or what can you do for me? And they'll help you the best that they can. It may just be a misunderstanding between you and the, the, the VSO. So, you know, something that yes. they want to help clear up, because they don't want to lose membership. Sure. Now, it is free. Yep. You do have to sign. If you, if you go and decide that, hey, I want American Legion VSO, um, you will sign a, what they call a, a VA or, or VA 2122 form. And that's just to say that it gives them the right to help you with your benefits. Now, mm. they can do a lot of things for you, but they cannot. They aren't attorneys, and they can't, you know, represent you in, in divorce proceedings and things like that. Right. They, they, yeah, they won't charge a fee, um, and, but they'll, they'll help you as best they can. Great. Very, very good. Um, yeah, because, cause, you know, like, like I tell, I, I talk to people, I, I want us to be the change. You know, if there, are, if there are things that do not work, we need to make sure that the people are, are aware of, of those touch points. And, you know, like, I think going to HQ is, is a great thing. And, you know, I'll tell people, you better, be, you better have your ducks in a row because if you're going, you know, if, if you're going to HQ about an, an issue and, and you're not properly documented, then it just is, it's unfortunate that it wait, it just wastes people's time like that. So make sure you've got solid information. You've done, you know, you've done proper due diligence in it and let's, uh, let's, let's help them be better 
Um, and also the same with praise. I think I don't think these organizations get enough praise on what they do. So for for people listening, make sure you make sure you review the organizations that help you. Make sure you know. Even if you write them an email saying, hey, I'd like you can publish this. Please don't use my name. You know, I'm sure there are people out there that aren't going to be like, hey, Darby Project, I'm so thankful that you sent me that 45-day all-inclusive substance abuse program for free. You know, like, I don't expect people to come out of the woodworks telling me that. But, um, you know, at least providing them the feedback, hey, I was really impressed or this needed some attention and here's, here's a possible solution. You know, who knows? But um, and you know most of the VSOs are veterans, so they get in this business to help service members and veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, and and most of them, if not all of them, are trained in the VA claims process. So you know, like I said, they can go through your service treatment record and say this is what you need to uh, you know apply for and 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 uh, things like that. So they're, okay. they're a good good resource. Great, great. So a lot of what we've kind of been discussing, Joe, has been focused on the transition assistance program. How much, because I feel like this is going to be your kind of your, your nut to crack now, uh, Zach, you know, how much of TAP is involved in the medical, like, benefit side of that? Like, Zach, why don't you go ahead and go into what you really kind of help veterans on? Um, and, you know, what? I mean, maybe even start because it sounds like there's a little bit of a personal history behind why you work for the VA and now and things. So there, um, yep. I'll let you, I'll let you kind of roll with it. All right. Um, so yeah, I got out in 2016, um, you know, and what, what Joe's talking about is great for all service members. You know, um, we talked before we, this all started how high the op tempo is for regiment. And uh, you know, we really didn't have the opportunity to go to all the classes. You know, there was, I had a week left in battalion and, and was told, hey, the Army's going to charge you 150 bucks if you don't jump out of a plane. So I'm like, hey, I've got nothing. Well, well let's find you something. We'll, we'll get you out that door. Um, so, um, yeah, this is a great program that um, the VBA and, and TAP's putting on um, to educate our, our active duty. Um, so where I come in is I deal with enrollments. That could be the, gotcha. the kid who did, you know, two years in a day and, and uh, got out after his first first enlistment, or it could be, um, you know, a sergeant major that's been in there for 23 years. Gotcha. And there are, so there's four ways to enroll. You can do it online through vets.gov. Um, you can do it over the phone. And the, the number, it's plastered everywhere, the 877-222-8387. It's gotcha. on everything. Um, <laughs> you can do it in person at your VA facility. And uh, you can mail in an application. Um, and now, um, so we have a new program now. It's called uh, Concierge for Care, where, where, you know, they're going through these classes at, at ETS and stuff, and they, you know, sign up like, yes, I'd like some more information. So, you know, partnership through DOD and, and the VA, you know, we'll get a copy of their DD-214 and say, hey, these are benefits that you may be eligible to. If you're a recent combat veteran or a recently discharged combat veteran, you're automatically um, eligible for, for VA health care. For five years. Wow. And that puts you in, you know, puts you in a priority group six. So then um, there's there's eight priority groups, um, and so it, it puts you already in. You know, you're not having to worry about insurance when you get out because you're now covered. So you're not going to get fined by the IRS. Um, and uh, you know, you'll be receiving free care from the VA for anything that's uh, um, combat related. You know, 
you're thinking you're having anxiety and anger. You know, they might associate that with PTSD, so you'll see the counseling you need, which could turn into, you know, a, a VBA claim for a disability. Um, so that's right. where really where I come in is, you know, I just give the education and guidance and, and kind of guide them down the right path also as, as well as enrolling them. Um, so that, yep, that's pretty much my job. And I also just want to say, you know, there's, so there's two ways to get your foot in the door, through enrollment in health benefits or through a, through a VBA claim for disability. And Bryce, I don't know about you, but I haven't met a veteran that doesn't have hearing loss and ringing in the ears from jumping out of planes and shooting guns all day. And so that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's an easy way in. Go in, you know, submit a claim for disability, but like, hey, doc, you know, I just can't get this pulsating noise out of my head. Is, is there, you know, something we can test on this? And, and they can, you know, write a claim for disability on that. That gets them up to a priority group three, which eliminates, you know, co-pays for inpatient and outpatient care. And all they have is any medication co-payments that are not related to their service connection. Right. Huge benefit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think a ma- massive benefit. Yeah. And, you know, I, and, and let's go back to this purpose thing that I was talking about before. Like, what, what does, what does doing this, I mean, both of you being veterans, like, what does this do for you guys? Okay, I guess, you know, so, you know, we get the briefs, out processing stuff, but then, you, you know, you just hear the, the things on Facebook from, from, you know, the old guys and stuff like, you know, that really never were educated on the VA, but they just heard from their older generation that it was, you know, you know, the issues with and stuff. So it's nice being a veteran and being on the inside. So you're seeing these things and you're able to relate to someone who calls in and be like, oh, I got you, sir. I know exactly what needs to be done to, to assist you with this process. And that's where I come in. That's what, you know, why I love my job is where I'm able to help a veteran or veterans on a daily basis where, where they, you know, get this letter and they don't understand what's going on. But, you know, I may have got that same letter two months ago and I've already experienced it. Uh-huh. Right. So, gotcha. uh, yeah. And, you know, the nice thing about um, benefits is that you're, you're never too old to apply. So you can apply right. for you know, disability benefits at any point in your life. We still have World War II veterans applying for, you know, mostly it's uh, hearing loss and, and, and uh, tinnitus. But, you know, we, we still grant those. So, it, it, you, yeah. Yeah, there's no... People, people shouldn't lose hope that they've become 60 years old or 60, you know, 70 years old. There's no statute of limitations on when you can file for VA, correct? That's kind correct. of, yeah, great. And I mean, yeah, and that's, that's, that's absolutely, I mean, not, not thankfully, but I, I started to fall apart about a year after getting out of the military. So I, I received a service connection fairly early. Um, and, uh, and actually, last year dealt with a fairly difficult um, process to find out that I have a lung inf- lung disease. So now I'm oh. kind of going through the claims process to uh, to make sure that that's documented and everything, and and waiting on the waiting on the the claims decision here very soon. So I might be I might be in the same boat as some other people of going through appeals and, and those kind of things, which I, I have to assume that's kind of outside y'all's wheelhouse when, when you come to the <laughs> legal, which is okay because we actually have um, 
Travis West, who was the former USARA president, also a, uh, gosh, I think he was a 175 veteran. Hopefully that's correct so he doesn't beat me up. Um, but he is a, he's an attorney, and a lot of what his law firm does is helped with veteran appeals, uh, West and Dunn. So we actually have them coming to, West, to 175 to, to give that discussion about kind of the appeals process, and uh, so I'm, I'm excited to hear about that. Um, Good. You know, you but, brought up um, a good point. You brought up a great point about documenting uh-huh. your disabilities. You want to try to document your disabilities, and I know no one likes going to sick call, but at least before you get out, if you had any, you know, bone breaks or because that may turn into arthritis years from now, uh, you want to document, right. you know, any any issues with your feet, your back, anything like that, because. We use that evidence to um, service connect. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, and, and thankfully, like, Zach, I think, I think you can kind of see the change a little bit more just because you're, right. you've, you've been very recently removed from regiment. But, but from what I gather, it's still fairly similar to what it was in the back, you know, back in the day. And, I mean, and I've heard some pretty horrific stories about guys – uh, you know, just about ETSing, you know, like, hey, I'm getting mm-hmm. out of the military. All right, well, take off your black beret, go form up in the Terminator squad. Like, you're, you're, not, a, you're not a ranger anymore. Like, I've heard those <laughs> stories. I mean, we, eat, we literally devour our own. And to a certain extent, I, I can understand why people don't go to sickle or, or talk about these kind of things because oh, they absolutely. get treated like crap so much. Mm-hmm. But I have to I, I have to believe that that has changed maybe a little bit. Maybe you can weigh in on that, Zach, since you're uh, much more cheery you know, than I, I am. <laughs> I, I think that mentality is still there just because that's who we are. We're all, you know, type yeah. A personalities, and we just like to pick on each other. Um, Meat eaters. But, uh, you know, since I've got out and since I started working at the VA, you know, I started reaching out to, you know, uh, squad leaders and stuff that are still in, be like, hey, you know, do your team a service. Do your do your privates a service and educate them on this, because you know, I can from firsthand the difficulties of 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 trying to file for disability or enrollment or anything like that. Teach them. Tell them to go to, you know, promote them to go down to the aid station. Get something wrote up. You know, advise them they don't have to go on a profile for it, but just have it documented so there's a paper trail that follows them all the way through. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like you know, cause, and and yeah. Like, you know, jumping out of planes. I don't think I ever did a proper PLF. Now, once they go to the aid station to complain of a headache, you know, type thing. So, yes. you know, it's just those type of things, you know, knees, you know, ankles. You know, you're sore. You're sore for a few days. You're like, oh, I just jumped out of a plane. That's what it is type thing. You, you, you know, you do, your, you do your Monday, you know, beer run to, to get all the, the beer out of your system, and then you're like, oh, I feel fine. But it's, you know, there's stuff like that, that that needs to be documented. So when you're, you know, five, ten years out of service and you're like, oh, I need, you know, to get a hold of a medic and get some IBU 800 exactly. and you can't find yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think document, document, document. I'll say another important thing that everyone needs to be cognizant of, too, and you'll you'll hear this during the TAP GPS week and, and maybe during – uh, the military life cycle events, but uh, your DD-214, when you get out, you want to make sure 
when you look at your DD214 that everything on there is correct. Go through with a fine tooth comb, like your dates of service, uh, your awards, your ribbons, uh, your medals, everything should be on there because that may come into play when you file a, um, a claim. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that is definitely um, something, to, something to bring up. I, um, that is, you're absolutely right there, having it, having it correct. Well, also with that, you know, here's what I did, because someone told me to do it, don't know why, but when you get out, take that DD-214 to your register of deeds, have them certify it, and they will store it for free. I talk to veterans all day long trying to ask how to get a new copy or there's burnt in the fire or whatever else. If you take it down to your county, they will put it on file and store it for free for you, and you never have to worry about, you know, you know, 20 years down the road and, and you know, you get sick and pass away and you're, or you're trying to set up things for your funeral and your wife's trying to scram, scramble around to find your DD-214 so you can have military funeral honors. You know yeah. where it's at. Sure. That's a great point. You, it, that's, you're great for, you know, having it at your fingertips and for your family members. You can also get one off um, eBenefits. You can now Correct. download those too. But, have, you know, have that at the safety deposit box or, or wherever you want to put it. Um, the, the deeds is, is a great idea too, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, the fact that they're, they're willing to store it for free is, is amazing. And, I mean, this is just a great example of why people, like especially why our guys, should be doing what's necessary to connect with guys like you, connect with these programs, connect with these specialists, push away the side, push aside the ones that they don't feel like they're getting assistance from, and, and get to the people, you know, be persistent about this information because there is so much out there like that. Like I would have never even thought of, of that, of doing that. And I'm actually, I just, I wrote it down for myself. I'm going to go register my <laughs> DD214 at the Register of Deeds. Why not? Like, I'm downtown yeah. all the time, and like, if it doesn't cost me any money, why not? Yeah, I know computer. You know, we have the e-benefits at our fingertips, but you know, maybe maybe we won't at some point. You're going to need that. And, right. right. So yeah. And, and while you're at the county too, shop, oh, sorry, Joe. No, I was going to say that comes into play with burial benefits. If you pass away, and you want to get a headstone or a marker, you'll need that. DD-214 to verify your service. So that's an opening for your loved ones and your family members to have um, in order to, you know, have a, have a um, you know, burial benefits. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. Man, that's, that's an insane. Go ahead. You know, and why at the county? Um, the county also has VSO officers um, mm -hmm. too that, you know, that are associated with the county. So, like, when I got out, got back to Sturgis, South Dakota, you know, took my DD-214 down to register of deeds and popped up to the Veterans Service Office up there. You know, some states even have bonuses if you're a resident of that state where, where you know, like, I got $500 from the state of South Dakota for being a combat veteran and just saying that I'm back home now. So there's, there's lots of benefits wow. available through the, through the county, too, that aren't, you know, just through the VA. Great point. That's an absolutely great no, point. You can, you can go on uh, VA.gov or eBenefits or any of the websites and look at state benefits, all the benefits right. in your state because they're different. You know, it might be free education benefits. might be, you know, 
tax benefits, things of that nature. Good point. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's yeah, amazing. That's yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just it's it's just pulling these bits of knowledge out and 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 putting them in things like this so people can listen to them and access them. And now you know it goes back to what we said. Now people have the knowledge and they can go and do with it what they want. But but this all comes back to expectation management. We can give the information. We can lead all these people to water, but. If you don't utilize these services, if you don't take control of your transition, if you don't document what you're going through, expect to run into trouble. Expect to run into flags and roadblocks and have a more difficult time than you pop, than you had to had you have taken control. And I mean, and and I'll put it on our ranger buddies. Like this is this is professionalism 101. Like right. this is how we exhibit why Rangers are the professionals because we shouldn't be getting out of the military like this. We are the best unit in the army and our, our transition process is not the best in the army. And we have the ability to make it that way by programs that are already there. It's just taking what's in your left hand and what's in your right hand and putting them together. I think that's been one of the biggest challenges, like the, the brown fence has been closed, and thankfully it has started to swing open. And through these policies, and through our engagement, and 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 things like that, we're 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 over there put, putting stakes in the ground so that the gates can never close again, and bringing putting this information right in their hands at the best possible time that they need it, so that there isn't this like. Hey, oh yeah, you got three weeks to clear what you should have done in nine weeks. Oh, but sorry, you had to go out for squad live fires, you know, your last mm-hmm. six weeks in the military. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, a person, at some point, they don't need to go to battalion live fire. They don't need to go on a, a, on a you know, an ex They don't need to go on an EDRI. Like, they're out of the military. And... Uh, or they're or they're they're headed that way. So to prevent them from an appointment that they've scheduled long in advance, like I think having some form of policy or blocking or or emphasis on why this is important is uh, is going to be great. And I can't wait to just cons- consistently see it grow and uh, become more of a priority to the boys, so that they you know that they leave the military just like they were in there, the most professional and most elite. And it and it starts to show. Uh, throughout throughout the community, civilian, veteran, whatever, like we become, we set the standard, uh, just as just as everybody else. But that's not to say that this isn't uh, that everybody shouldn't take advantage of this. But you know, being being my role, I, I got to put the spotlight on the boys for this one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, well, you know, let's uh, let's go ahead and start to wrap it up, Joe. I just wanted to start with you. You know. What do you want to wrap this up with? Kind of just give us give us a rundown, uh, or just kind of give us some leaving points. Well, there's a. I just want to say there's a lot of benefits out there. There's a lot of places to find information. Start doing your research now, um, and these are benefits that you've earned. So you want to use these. I mean, these will. Yep. You know, it's just so important to uh, to capture and to use at any stage in your life. But now is the time yes. to start doing research and find out, you know, what's available and things of that nature. If you're looking for a job, I mean, you, there's, right. you can go in and a, a, 
post resumes and browse job listings and apply for positions at, at betsuccess.gov. And, and, you know, there's, there's a, a course at DOL. Um, we started uh, the career uh, technical training track, but they've taken it over because it's more of a labor issue. Um, and they've got a, um, a class that you can attend uh, during TAP week that's um, – you know, if you don't want to go to a four-year college, if you want to, you know, do a, a, have technical training, they can, you know, steer you that way and give you all the information that you need. So just want to say that there's a lot of information out there um, and, you know, just start to uh, kind of chip away at what's, what's important to you. Yep, okay. Well, thank you again, Joe, for uh, all of the information that you've given us today, Zach. Um, you know, what do you want to what do you want to leave us with? You know, just how important it is to apply. You know, there's it's too easy. It's done right then and there. Especially if you do it, you know, over the phone. If you're recently discharged, we have your DD-214 already. Get in so you don't have to worry about about that and apply for disability. You've you've earned it. You're you're banged up, bruised up. Any aches and ailments you have, apply for it. If you get denied, you get denied, appeal it. But, yeah. you know, keep a copy of your make jump sure, log. Make sure you have it, yeah, make sure you have it documented. Make sure you have right. the documentation to back it up. Yep. Right and on. then just get your foot in the door. And then, you know, enjoy the, the services that the VA, not only the Health Administration, but the Benefits Administration, and, you know, when the time comes, the Cemetery Administration have to offer for your service to our Absolutely. country. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I think that just ties right back into what you said, Joe. Do your research, find out the benefits that you've earned, and use them. And, and more so, a big part of that, too, is, is because they're there. And whether or, not, whether or not they're the best or that they work, we are never going to make them any better. Or, or if for some reason they can't get better, we're never going to eradicate them and make room for new programs until we put use to them and we adequately document, we adequately review, and we maintain a circle of communication to say, hey, this isn't working. I just want you guys to know this is what I've done. Like, but, but to put in the work to make this better because what, it's, it's going to help that person, but it's also going to help the, the guy behind them. And, uh, you know, it just research, earn, use it. Right. Good. Perfect. Well, uh, guys, just uh, anything else before I uh, send, say sayonara? Not that I can think of. Thank you for allowing us to um, this opportunity to to reach veterans in an avenue that we normally don't do. Absolutely, yeah. no. I appreciate it again, guys. Thank you for for being on the the show and uh, for everybody listening. Again, we'll post all the links uh, that we talked about today: uh, va.gov, ebenefits.va.gov, and vet success. Gov. And, and a couple more, I'll make sure to get uh, and verify with these boys uh, all of the information that we'll put out. But uh, thank you again for listening, and we will be again, back again. Rangers lead the way. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Ranger for Life podcast. We can't do better at what, what we're trying to accomplish here without your feedback. So please make sure that you are leaving us a review, whether that's on iTunes or Google or whatever medium that you are listening to this podcast. Please leave a review after each podcast. That helps us re- 
recognize what we're doing well, what we're not doing well, and we want to we want to produce what people want to hear. So please take the time, go review the podcast right now, and range lead the way.